Welcome to Nudia's Mastermind. This podcast is a place where success and fulfillment meets. A space where I invite guests from all walks of life who have succeeded at a high level in a specific area. A space where we will share their champion stories, including the wins and the highs, but also the lows and the challenges, yet how their passion and consistency inspire them to keep pushing forward and creating major breakthroughs in their lives. Also sharing our why, sharing what fulfills us, because what's life about without enjoying the journey? Please subscribe, share, and rate us. My intention for all of our listeners is to be inspired into taking action to live the life that you truly desire. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nudia's Mastermind. I have another great episode and an incredible guest that I'm super excited about. <laughs> I have the you. one and only Michael McHenry on the show. Yes. Well, such a pleasure to be here. Maria, you're amazing. And thank you for inviting me to your beautiful HQ. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's so fun to have you here. So if you don't know Michael, you will know Michael. <laughs> and he's a very popular guy around here. He's kind of a big deal in, in well, Utah. But it's been incredible to watch what you have been able to build and most importantly, the brand that you've been able to create. Thank you. Um, just a little bit of history. I was able to meet Mike through, do you go by Mike Michael. or Michael? Yeah. Okay, Michael. Um, I watched him speak at an elevator night, okay. um, Dan uh, Fleischman's, you know. Okay, sure. And, and so I, I watched him speak there with some other incredible entrepreneurs uh, that were local. And then after that, uh, we connected. I, I went and had an amazing experience at Sunday's Best yep. and got a piece of what that feels like, right? Because it's not about like necessarily what it looks like. Of course, what, what you it hear, looks like. Right? What you, hear, what you, you hear. To experience is different. It's like you can hear someone pitch from a stage all yes. day long, but then you get to walk in and go, okay, wait a minute. It translates. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to taste the food. I got to hear the, the amazing music. I mean, the whole environment, I'm all about that, right? Yeah. Like that's how I've focused I on building yeah. this is like, and just the way that I felt when I was there and the way that you even took care of us. And I had just met you. I just felt like so important. So I thank you for that experience. I can see why you're so successful and I'm just excited to learn more about you and your story. So welcome to the show. Well, it's an honor to be here. You've yeah. got great energy as well. So thank you for the opportunity to be here and share this message with your fans and listeners and those that are uh, obviously following along your incredible journey as well. So yeah, let's jump into let's it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. So Michael, like, how yeah. did you get started into this restaurant <laughs> business? Well, I can tell you this much for sure. Uh, the restaurant business wasn't something that I had like aspirations to be in. However, I was like, you know, I was, I mean, I was nicknamed Chunk when I was a kid. Like I loved food. That was like, it was an outlet for me. It was awesome. Like food is like romantic and emotional and, you know, things that are there. So as a kid, I just grew up eating. I was a consumer, which I also believe has led to a huge part of my success uh, in the restaurant business, because for so long, for many of the years, when I got my start into the industry, really the only experience I had was a guest perspective. I did. I wasn't like a homegrown restaurant, you know, mm -hmm. talent or kid. I didn't like start in the as a bus boy and work as a dishwasher <laughs> and become a server or become a host and then a server and a manager. Like my first shot in the industry was being on the founding team of Costa Vida. And so I was asked to be the first general manager of their location. And they knew that I had this ability to, to lead and inspire and engage with, you know, then it's like customers, but to me, it was people. 
and I was obviously highly competitive and, and I think very proven in my sport at the time. I was a professional bowler while this was happening and I was studying finance in a college. professional bowler? Yeah, that's my world. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and so I just, I got my start because two guys believed that I had what it takes to, to lead in the restaurant vertical. And they realized that I didn't need to be the one that knew the most about, you know, rice and beans or, you know, veggies, cheese or wine. They just knew that they needed someone that understood people wow, and that could get people on board their mission. And I think I can articulate that far better today than I could when I was 19 years old, sure. right? When I was 19, I just saw an opportunity and wanted to work super hard for it. And, you know, if we fast forward to today, uh, I feel like it's been one of my, I think, biggest contributors to my success is that I am wildly obsessed with being a guest <laughs> and I'm wildly obsessed with guests and not cheese. And I think that's why... I succeed in environment. That's why wow. I believe I succeed in brand and opportunity because I have the ability to bring on great culinarians and mixologists and, and pastry chefs and all of those that help me tell this incredible story. Yet I have the ability to connect people through food that I believe no one else does. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And what a totally different strategy than probably most restaurant owners. It drives other restaurant owners crazy at times. They're like, Michael doesn't know anything about this. And I'm like, guess what? I don't care about knowing everything about wine, but I can tell you this. I know way more about Nuria and the experience that she's going to have when she walks through my door. And I anticipate her needs far more than the wines that she's going to decide on. And then by the way, I have the best wine list in the city because I have the best culinarians and wizards on board with me that are helping me understand those ideal pairings. And so I, to me, I don't lose kind of anything in, in sort of like what may be expected for the industry versus what I believe is expected for the industry. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you, you, you saying that really lands for me. Yeah. The way that, um, you're focused on your actual customer. So here's yeah. the deal. I feel yeah. like a obsessed lot of business yeah. owners yeah. are focused so much on their brand and like we, it's easy to become totally. obsessed with our own mm -hmm. brand and baby but becoming even more obsessed with your clients and your guests, yeah. as you call them, like you really have nailed that down. Yeah. How you said, I am obsessed with being a guest. <laughs> I'm obsessed with coming in. Yeah. It's it yeah. seriously like it makes the biggest difference. Well, and it's also like one of the biggest opportunities that we face. And this is wild. Like the industry has been so wild, right? Wild for you, wild for yeah. us. Like, you, like what you and in your business are experiencing today and just the shifts in interest rates and opportunities and, but where you've been for the last like three or four years and interest rates have been wildly low and, and there's been so many opportunities out there. And I can't speak as an expert in your vertical, but again, as a consumer who buys properties, who's buying commercial properties and rental properties and, and residential properties, I understand deal flow and capitalization of things that are there. My point here is in, in this kind of very tough and competitive times, we, one of our biggest opportunities is really encouraging training, identifying ways that we can continue to say yes to our guests, mm -hmm. where so many other businesses are going like, how do I get my guests to fit my model, my limited hours, my drive-thrus open, my drive-thrus not open, I'm not open on Mondays, I'm closed on Sundays, I, you expect the lamb on my menu, but this week we can't seem to source it in our supply chain, and we're going we never alter those things. We we're out change. of all of the yeah. items that <laughs> yeah, like, you come and I'm yeah. like, you're out of all the things that I want. I don't one, of, one of the things that we're working on right now is like really working with our team to continue to say yes and not altering things based off of conditions, mm -hmm. yet removing those conditional items because we have strong operations, 
right? Strong training and giving the people, you know, a true reason to work for us. And so I say that because what's unique for us right now is that we've continued to show up with what we believe the guest wants. Just like during the pandemic, we never closed. Like yeah, I kept, I, I kept a hundred plus team members engaged that entire time when other restaurateurs were literally messaging me, telling me I was crazy or other people were sending me hate mail saying that I was putting people's lives at risk. But for every one of those notes I received, I had 25 plus show up, hmm. show up bigger than that one note, right? Show up bigger than, uh, you know, uh, you know, that one the person trying to, trying to, to weigh us down. And we quickly learned and there was a big lesson in this, and it goes back to where our mission is, which is people expect that neighborhood restaurant or bar, right, is a place of normalcy, a place of security, a place that you can count on when you walk through the door, they always know your name, right? And I realized that, that my reputation and relevance in the community was very much a part of the sociology. Like people counted on the very experience that you were articulating in the opening, people were craving. And so I just stood into it. And I felt this place of calmness and really worked for it. And that was another big defining kind of moment in my career to say, continue to stay focused on what your guest needs, not on what you believe you need, what the industry or society is trying to speak towards you, but stay focused on like the very reason that you're in business. Like you'll never hear me talk about supply chain issues. You rarely, unless I'm, I'm hiring a specialty position, you'll never see me put like a now hiring, you know, uh, component out because the biggest thing is I hope the essence and experience that we create, we attract people to come yeah. work for us. We attract those that actually want to be a part of, you know, our mission and vision and, and be rewarded for that. Yeah. Yeah. I love, and I know we were talking about it a little earlier, just the whole pandemic situation and how you actually grew more. Oh Yeah in those months then, and you have all your other colleagues or, you know, restaurant yeah. owners that are shutting down, they're surviving yeah. or trying to survive. Sure. And the fact that you did that. And so here's the deal though. Like that's the truth of when you find opportunity in see, a down market, Totally. you yeah. find opportunity in, in some where, where everyone's feeling like they're surviving and failing, you still found an opportunity. And right now we're in a different market too, and different industries sure. are going through different, yep. Absolutely. you know, um, changes. And so it's, it's a consistent conversation of like, there is always opportunity when there's a dawn market or a shift. Well, and especially, in, and I say this in the most appropriate way, but there's opportunity in crisis, Yeah. right? Especially if you're solving or resolving a true problem. Like for us and our business, it was like giving people a place of normalcy, a place that they could trust. Like we had earned and built trust with individuals far before the pandemic. So yeah. if they already trusted you going into it, then they were trusting your decisions that you're making during. What were and some so, of the things you did during that time that created that connection? To I think, I think the reality is I just, I got very vocal. Mm -hmm. So I turned my phone around. I, I shared every day, our vision. I shared what was available in what locations I shared the mission and, and, you know, focuses that we had, we launched a healthy and full initiative, which was providing like chef made meals to like our frontline heroes. And so it was a, identifying individuals in the community that could sponsor a delivery or a day or ultimately a week and uh, worth of meals that I could keep uh, store level teams engaged. I was turning servers into delivery drivers and hosts into cooks and, and, uh, and it was really cool. And, and so 
by identifying that and, and creating those sponsorships and keeping people working, I just, it all of a sudden gave this greater relevance. Like no one else was on the corner of Broadway and state street, but me, there was a time where like the lights were literally flashing on Broadway and state. Cause there was no traffic, none wow. zero. And, you know, I was on the corner of Broadway and state at that point, And across the street from me was the Ken Garth building. Well, you could sit on the patio at that like pre pandemic and you would see hundreds, if not thousands of people go through that door every single day. Yeah. Well, during the pandemic, you could sit outside on the corner for hours and not seeing a single person even cross the intersection. And so I think that was a big part of it. I was throwing myself out there. Mm -hmm. I was throwing our brands out there. I was taking big risks. I had the news crews in my dining rooms. It felt like every day, but the reality is probably one a week. And so I just, because I was doing it, I didn't want it to be hidden. I didn't want people to think I was trying to run these speakeasies that, that, you know, restaurants were open during the time, but I just, I just got out there and I took a bold step. And when we talk about building personal brand, we talk about like creating success and, and relevance, the pandemic really uh, provided a unique opportunity for me to really get out and show Utah and show the industry how much I love them and how much I'm willing to show up for them, even under the most difficult times. And if I take that personally and I look at my family and I look at my dynamic and my kids and the things that are there, that was also a big tell for me because I wanted my daughter to see like during the pandemic, when the rest of the world was like pulling back, my dad was getting in the best shape of his life. He was hiring people. He was keeping people employed and he showed up for his community. Yeah. And I like, I literally journaled that and then just lived it. That's and so I think it's a huge part of our success today. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so yeah. much. I can feel, I can feel the heart in it. Yeah. And, and you are someone that's very community driven. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely see that in you and uh, you attract people, you play big, you're yeah. out there, like just Thank really you. giving. Yeah. And that's very noticeable. And which takes me to the next point I want to yeah, talk about. Sure. So I, we have this very much in common that I yeah. know you are very much about creating like this incredible culture in yeah. your business. And same with me, like as much as I'm giving to my clients and I give to my employees, sure. like it's so important for me to help build these people. And I know you have uh, the same passion and I've yeah. seen some of your stories and have you built your business where yeah. you're getting together and you're, you're like no other restaurant. I actually worked for a restaurant when I was yeah. high school and college, sure. you know, almost, restaurants. Almost everyone has, I believe. And yeah. I'm like, I just can't even fathom, you know, <laughs> that you're sitting there and teaching and, and, and showing up for these people in such an amazing way. And I just, I want to give that more to businesses. Like I want to teach them how to do this and how important it is and how productivity goes up, how the retention is there. You attract better mm -hmm. talent. It's the heart. It's almost like the spiritual side sure. of business. Yeah. And it, I it's, just it's love the feeling side of the it. business for sure. Yeah. Well, Let's talk about here, it. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I mean, here, here's the reality. Uh, I actually, if you like look at society, right? And you and society deemed, I shouldn't be sitting here, right? Like I didn't, I didn't grow up in a in a household that was like really encouraging or developing or or pushing you towards like what school are you gonna go to? What business are you gonna own? Like who are you gonna become? It was just like, do you? And so I really from a kind of uh, business relation and 
kind of aspirational and like who I'm going to become and evolve came from professional sport. Right. Mm. And, and finding myself in that competitive nature, then realizing that that was a bit absentee within my home. And, you know, my, obviously I grew up in a home that was like my parents divorced when I was young, my mom did her own thing. My dad did his best to raise his two kids. And, and, um, and, and he was incredible. And in so many ways, like my dad's such a lover, like one thing that I, I did have a bit of a secret recipe growing up is that my dad made sure that I felt loved every single day. And I think if there's one thing you can provide above anything else, just make sure that your family knows you love them. I think there's so many other things you can do, but if you're going to just provide one thing, just make sure they know that they're like, that they feel loved. And that was something that, that my dad really provided, but the neighborhood kind of raised me. Others like mentors, thought partners, parents, coaches, uh, other boss, like bosses at the time, mentors, my grandfathers were incredibly influential in, in my life. And I think what happens when you kind of mature around others believing in you before you do, hmm. and then all of a sudden you see that you, you are seeking this potential that you didn't realize that you had. And it took a couple of people, some like very strategic relationships that you didn't even know were there and the impact and belief that they had in you before your skills were proving that outcome that changed my life. I mean, it's changed my whole family's legacy and not just economically, like emotionally, responsibly, fundamentally, like we've, we've shifted behaviors, like deep rooted behaviors within our family based off of others believing in you. And wow. so I feel like I have a stewardship and a responsibility to help other people truly win, not just like, Hey, I've built this empire. Now I'm going to kind of retire from it and go help other people be successful. It's just a part of my recipe and method. I don't know how not to make my greatest investment into others, because interestingly enough, when you make that grand investment in someone else and, and their potential, you're growing as much, if not more. And so it's just a recipe that works. That's so yeah. beautiful. And it's so powerful. Yeah. It's like, you really are all rising together. No you know, doubt. There's no like anarchy of like, and I just feel like yeah. that, that shit's that ship has sailed and that yeah. shit has sailed. <laughs> totally. No, totally. Like, beautifully said. Nobody, yeah. Like nobody wants to work for a place like that. Well, and the other, the other thing too, is like people think it is, uh, until they get in it, like for us, they're like, who are these people? Do they really care that much? Or like, they are that intense. And, and I can tell you this, like, don't underestimate the kindness for weakness. Like my foot's on the gas, yeah. which is another reason I know how much I invest in you, which means I know how much I can put on you. Yeah. And I also understand that, that I support you the way that I do. I provide a lot of the autonomy that I do inside of our culture, inside of our workforce, because I know that my expectations okay. are wild <laughs> or like wild to the business. Right. And so exactly. like I'm saying yeah. like, I'm telling a team, like, keep saying yes at the door. And we already have 650 guests on the books. Most successful restaurants in Utah have 200. Mm, wow. And I'm saying, I'm looking at ways to engineer. How do we share our mission with 800 a day? Not, yeah. hey, we can have a, a viable business at 300. Yeah. And so I know that part of this culture is the reality that if you're going to work for me, you kind of need my heart. You need my love and my tough love because <laughs> you can't do one without the other. It'll for one, one side will be so exhausting for you. Oh yeah. That you're like, I'm never, I'm not doing this. This dude is nuts. Or the other side of it is like, dude, you can't just hug, hug, hug all the no. time. Right. It like, you need, you need to pressure. Like I have 
you know, a prime example, and I'll, I'll share it, you know, here, but I, I had a gal that joined me when we originally got Sunday's best off the ground, which, you know, you joined us a year ago, like right around the opening. And I appreciate your support now. And that brand's growing and we have three others under contract and two under design and one under construction right amazing. now, which is amazing, amazing in 12 months. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and the team just has like gone over the top with this one. I feel like it's the first time in my whole career that I've had a brand that other people make it bigger than me. And that's, wow. that's a bit of the success in You're that. You fans within there. Totally. And yeah. outside, like we yeah. have these evangelists that we literally just, we just serve you pancakes and champagne, but we do it in a way that is so meaningful that it yeah. shows up, but no one had 5,000 square feet under construction in the restaurant industry. That wasn't like a cheesecake factory in the nation. And here we are like kind of two small town boys from, from uh, Salt Lake City that are like developing 5,000 square feet of probably one of the most beautiful restaurants, right? And, and it, I would say like, it is the most beautiful restaurant in Utah, especially for brunch. And people are like, dude, what are you doing? Like, how are you gonna hire people? And like, what, how can you afford to do that? And you're gonna close your business every day at three o'clock and you're putting this in like Mormon suburbia. And who's gonna <laughs> drive from downtown to, to Sandy, Utah to drink champagne? And then when we cut the ribbon, it was like floodgates. Yeah. And it hasn't changed. Like we literally, and I don't know when this will air, but we had a record revenue week last week. Wow. Last week. And uh, <laughs> this is wild, but this is the tough laboring. This is the toughest, most competitive labor market that I've ever experienced. Like yeah. in my industry, in my career. Yet right now, today, we have people walking through the door with resumes. Like other people are saying, we can't open our drive through We can't open them this day of the business. We've cut down our menu. We can't, we've closed because we can't find staff. And we have people walking through the door, handing us resumes to come work for us. And and here's why I share this. The gal, Tiffany, who runs our floor, she joined me as a lead server just over a year ago. I met her on Instagram. She was a fan of one of our restaurants and she just kept kind of messaging me. Hey, Em, like, I'm going to work for you. You know, like, or it's like, hey, I want to work for you. And hey, I still want to work for you. Let me know when you're opening. And then it, her tone shifted to, I'm going to be like your lead server. I'm going to work for you. I'm starting, right? And it was like, she took the initiative. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And she came on board and we started rocking and rolling and we started building the business and there was so much to learn. And trust me, we wouldn't have it figured out. As much as I like to say, this is a 15 year overnight success. We're still learning it today, of course. But she went from a meeting her on Instagram to asking me for a job to telling me about her position and what she expected to do soon to being a lead server to running a $5 million business. And she went from making a good server's wage, which is not shitty by any means, but it's not a six figure income that she makes today in one year. That's why our business is so unique that if you come into it, it doesn't actually matter where Michael came from clearly. It doesn't matter what school you went to or what walk of life or anything that goes, it just matters how you show up and what you're willing to learn and how you're willing to contribute and invest day in and day out. And this business wildly rewards you. So my whole kind of framework inside of this is to create environments where good people who want to win and seek their potential we create an environment that attracts them and gives them a reason to join us. 
so they can grow with us. And so we just give people a reason to work for us. And if you as a business owner or a manager leader, or whoever you are, you could be running your church, you could be a professor, you could be teaching, you could be selling, closing loans or doing title, whatever it might be. But if you're out there leading any group of people right now, today, your primary focus should be on giving people a reason to work for you. And here's why, because the people that are already working for you are going to grow incredibly while you look to attract people that are as, as good, if not better. Yes. And our like the secret recipe that doesn't need to be a secret is like, if you just prioritize at the top of your number one, as an executive, as an owner, as anyone else, if you will just prioritize your team and their development and reward in front of everything else, including your guest, you will win because there's no greater way to succeed with your guest and customer and client than to provide your team with everything they need to glowingly succeed and create the most furthering experience possible for their client. Yeah. Period. And it's so powerful. Like I, I, I'm obsessed with this topic, by the way. In fact, I'm going to start a company yeah. that helps like train and transform yeah. culture. Cause I'm like, that, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. But if people really understood and we've seen it cause we've, we've lived it right to where you're taking somebody you're the one that's empowering and you are the one that believes in them. Yeah. You're giving them opportunity. You're training them. You're teaching them. You're coaching them. You're investing so much back into your people first. The transformation of what it creates and the results you get in your company, like high productivity, people that are raving fans of your brand sure. and, yeah. and they connect to your values yeah. and your mission. And they're like, I, I don't know if you get this, but when my team sometimes make a mistake, they're like, so they're sometimes in tears, oh, totally, you know, they're yeah. like, they let you down. and that's yeah, exactly yeah, totally what they tell me. I yeah, don't want to let you down. Yeah. And so, but I, you said something that's so powerful. Yeah. It's both energies. Yeah. It's both the loving, the giving, the uh, giving back, the empowering and the high accountability, yeah. the and high standards. Like, they come, one yes. can happen without the other. If you yes. only have one or the other, it'll never work. Right. That's where turnover creates. That's where lack of environment creates. That's where you're no longer leading your teams. Your teams are leading you. And the reality is like we as humans want both. Right. And I think like what you're saying is like it's like less about like partner, boss, owner. It's more like, oh, my gosh, I'm like, it's like almost like a like a parent parental type, you know, figure for you. It's like, I'm letting you down, yeah. mom. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and for me, I work on the line of because I'm intense. Same. And, and if I, and when I push to that edge, yeah. it is uncomfortable. Yeah. And I understand that. And so I, I just have like a true belief inside of me because my natural tendency is to be hard. My natural tendency isn't to lean in like softly. Yeah. Like I'm bold and present. I love hard. My, my expectations are wildly high. Uh, my conditions for environment are wildly high, far beyond most in the industry in many, many ways. And it's not even a comparable, it's just a reality because career servers and cooks and others are used to working in these other environments. Like you said, I worked in a restaurant. I couldn't even, uh, I can't even understand how you're in that business and yeah. you do it this way. And so I've had to build that muscle and I continue to, yeah. like I, and I own my shit. Like I know if I step outside of my my, my professional composure, which I hope doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I, I just own it with like the utmost, like respect and love, which also allows my team to feel safe. 
Absolutely. Right? Like I want my, my team to feel safe because well, I know. It humanizes you too. Totally. Like, we're all humans as yeah. leaders. Like I feel like you and I are both great leaders, yeah. but I also mess up too. Totally. And, and, and you miss it. Just and you're your leading shit. by example yeah. though. Like totally. I, I tell my team, what's the first thing you do when you mess up? You own it. Yeah. So you're just leading by example. So your people, of course, are just like in love with you in a sense of like, he's the real deal. Yeah. He talk, he walks the walk. Everything yeah. he's coaching us on, he's actually doing himself. Yeah. How that, beautiful. That's one of the biggest compliments I feel like I receive. And, and I agree. I don't know a lot about your dynamics in your work, but I, I know you from, uh, you know, from masterminds and uh, like uh, topic forums and, you know, with Dan and others, but also just as a guest. And we have a lot of friends in deal flow and parallel, yeah. right? And so reality is I know the circles you run with. So if you weren't that sort of in your personal life and professional life, I know you wouldn't be running in the circles that you're in. And yeah. one of the biggest compliments I get are like, when people meet me for the first time in kind of real life, and they I've only met them socially, or they know a bit of my personal brand or, or professional brand, they're like, you're the same person. And I think that's something too, that I just realized that, that we're truly not two different people. We're not like, oh, this is who I am in the office. And this is who I am at home. Or, <laughs> And, I, and I'm also a believer too. I don't believe that how you show up in some things is how you show up in everything. I don't believe that that's true either. But I do believe that we are who we are and our behavior is our behavior. Yeah. And like our values are our values, right? And so like, I feel like if you if you struggle in, in managing a ledger and checkbook in your personal life, how are you going to run a good ledger and checkbook and cash yes. flow in your professional life? Or And so those professionals and personal integrities are huge. I've made a ton of mistakes in my life. Like yeah. a ton. I've, I have, <laughs> I am someone that has, has been through it all. Like I have, I've been sued, divorced, cheated on, cheated, fired. Like I've made a bunch of money and I've lost a bunch of money. All of those things are reality, but I show up the way I do every day because it's just a choice. And I feel like those are experiences that afford me an opportunity to help grow, I think, and lace up the future leaders of our communities. And so I think that for whatever reason, that higher power put me on a path to invest in people. Mm -hmm. And I just bring it back that I'm in this business because I love people and I love investing in people. And I can take someone from, from $30,000 a year to a hundred plus thousand dollars a year in one year. Yeah. And typically that person who meets me in this career vertical, that's made, it's used to making 10 to $20 an hour. It's probably the type of money they would forever make mm -hmm. if they didn't meet someone like me. And so I have a journal full of people's lives that have been changed. The legacies of their families have been changed. I've met people before that I've hired that right now there's a, a reality. That I hired this kid when he was 15 years old at $6.50 an hour at Costa Vida. He's their vice president. Wow. Like his family lives in his homes. Yeah. And that's like something, we look at something economical, but the skills that you develop you in our become. business over yes. time, it's not just economies. You show up for your family tree radically different mm -hmm. because you have a far greater emotional intelligence. You have a far greater competency in leading and understanding difficult situations. And now you have the disciplines of running an enterprise business that now you get to teach those fundamentals to your family. Yeah. Like we as leaders have, successful leaders have a true responsibility in society to drive and teach change. We're a classroom every day. Yes. 
whether we believe it or know it or want that or not, if you have chosen to own a business that employs others, you leave the classroom every single day. I love that. You have a chance to help further society and become better, or you have a chance to become detrimental. Yeah. And so to me, I have, I have a responsibility to help people succeed personally and professionally. Well, you're yeah. seeing in like, it's there. I got chills while you're seeing yeah. some of these things, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh. But like the truth is that that's the real fulfillment of like, why me. I do yeah. this. And I can tell it's for yeah. you. It's like, I want to help change people's lives. I want to yeah. help them hit their goals, their yeah. dreams. And that's the magic. That's the fruit. That's the like enjoyment of it all is watching these people transform their lives. And how you said you're not only cha like change, helping change all of these people in your journal's lives, but the compound effect and like the, um, just how it really ripples down into yeah. their families. And then they're totally. teaching other it's people. Society. That's real. Yeah. That's real legacy to me. Totally. You know, that you're really helping make an impact and then they help make an impact and so on and so on to just help change old programming you know, just a lot of healing yeah. in, in there's families. There's a lot of trauma in there. Yes. No, like I have, trust me, like I have my own, like I can't yeah. go to work on those things. And it's, it's so true. And I share this on this platform because I feel like a lot of who listens to you and follows you in your journey are like business owners or like aspiring business owners or like, you know, these individuals yeah. within your own industry that want to grow. And that's why I share that like principal responsibility that when you decide to lead, you have a responsibility yes and you have a responsibility to show up you have a, a big responsibility to show up in that and yeah again i just <laughs> who would have thought it'd be food who would have thought it would have been any of these things wildly enough like i when i was like in my adolescence i wanted to be a hairdresser like i wanted to make people feel beautiful and now i just use the anthropology of space to do that i feel like <laughs> i build environments that, that hopefully encourage you to feel just beautiful, like come, you know, as you are. And, and environment is such a huge part of culture. And, yes. and maybe that's a kind of a good way to, to carry on that next part of your conversation. Cause I think there's this incredible investment in people and furthering culture, but also environment mm -hmm. breeds and furthers culture. Like how you set up the environment, the colors, the, the, the Even furniture, the, the texture, the like, smells, like our yeah. sensories, like what is the energy? Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the biggest compliments I get in our spaces are people walk in and go, I just feel good in here. Yes. And that comes from energy, yes. right? And energy comes from the things that you put in the room. Yeah. And people don't think about couches and chairs and plants. Like you will see all of my environments have tons of live plants. Yeah, and that's like that's one of true. the, one of the last things that you want to manage in a restaurant <laughs> or anything life. Right, right. Right. Like, and so I make, we, my partners and I make the investment. We have a local company come in that actually, like, we have team members in there. Some of our staffs are greater than 60, but we don't water our own plants because it just like, it's, it's such a specialty. And so we identify when we design spaces, we work with our designers and we work with specialists to find out like what plants we can put in certain areas based off the amount of light that's mm -hmm. available. And then we find plants that are resilient yet do help circulate oxygen and do yeah. help like it's crazy, but plants can work on like sound dampening in rooms as well. And people don't realize that that plants mm -hmm. are very sound dampening. They're good for acoustics as well, not just oh, like wow. energy flows. And so 
we do things like that with intent. We don't just like put a planting say, oh, it looks good aesthetically. Of course, we want to check the aesthetic box. But I put a lot of plants in our dining rooms because of the energy it provides. Yes. Oh, that's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And I 100% agree with yeah. you. Like before anyone says a word, it's the energy that you yeah. walk into. Totally. And it sets the tone for everything. And so. I mean, yeah. they may smudge it from time to time. Who knows? I don't know if they, <laughs> if they burn any sage or put prayer flags out. I can't confirm nor we, deny we that that a, kind of shit happens. We but. have our, med our meditation room and yeah. we have the sage in it. Follow yeah. Santo, everything in there. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I feel like I could talk to you for hours sure. about this, um, but I know, sure. you know, we're, we're yeah. coming up to Wrapping our time up, together, yeah. but I feel like, uh, one of the things I do want to make sure to talk about is you mentioned, right. You're, you have this idea, you have this vision of coming up with something that you know is going to work in your heart and soul know it. And you're telling people about it. Just yeah. how you talked about the 5,000 yeah. square foot, totally. you know, space you, you got into and everyone is saying, you're crazy. Yeah. How can you do like, I got the same type of yeah. thing. Like you're crazy. It's the worst time to do this. Like what, what are you doing? Yeah. Questioning you, trying to bring you down based on their own limitations. Sure. Right. Yeah. And so I just want to talk about that. Cause you're right. Yeah. Like the audience entrepreneurs, <laughs> sure, you know, yeah. go-getters like, <laughs> Like, what did you do in those moments when you felt the whole world around you is telling you you're crazy and that that's a stupid idea? And, you know, what motivated you to just be like, I don't care what you have to say. I'm doing this. Well, I'd like to say that I just have this like overly self-convincing narrative that my own voice is my loudest voice. I had to burn that muscle over time. But here, here is, here's the framework. You need to create like a personal maxim and value system that keeps you focused on the end result. So for me, like I have a daily maxim that I live by, which is 70% right, 110% sure, right? The people that typically are trying to talk you out of it are the 100% sure never move people, right? Mm -hmm. And so my friends, the people that I roll with that encourage me that are like, actually, they're either my business partners or they're my peer flow are the ones that are like, they understand, like build this plane in motion. Like nothing builds the brand, nothing grows the business, nothing creates the outcome more than action. So to me, I'm just like, if it's enough, if it checks enough boxes, 70% of them, I'm all in, regardless of what gets in my way. So like, I'm never like a hesitate on the left turn. Like I just jumped off a 2,500 foot cliff. I didn't even think I just ran. I ran right off this thing. There's a video of it on my Instagram, but I like people like, dude, there's no effing way I would ever fucking do that. Like you are nuts. And I'm like, bullshit. If you commit, go. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're jumping off a 200 or 2,500 foot cliff, making a left-hand turn, saying hi to that girl in line at Starbucks or like building 5,000 square feet in the middle of a pandemic, like fucking do it. Like fucking do it. <laughs> No matter oh what. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It's just the action that goes like, it's not like you didn't feel the fear to jump off the cliff. It's not like you weren't having those emotions and sensations. Yeah. You still took the action. Here's some, I was on with my coach this morning. Yeah. Probably another reason why I'm a little revved up. I've been working with this and he is not entrepreneurial. He is like very black and white, very methodical. He's the CIO of a large adventure company. Very smart went to Michigan, went to MIT. Like the dude is just like, he's a brainiac, but the contrast is so good for me. And he reminds me because I've become, I have become far more thoughtful and sort of like inviting people into my visions and providing input to me. And he reminds me often, he reminded me again today, like bring on those, like what you believe are the qualified voices to contribute to your vision and then filter and make your own decision. Mm. So at the end of the day, you're going to have like great 
contributors. You're also going to have roadblocks. You're going to have the bleachers for a reason. Some are booing you for no matter, for another reason than you're just you or you're competitive or whatever it might be. And then you have fans that some are so removed from the realities of the business, they just love what you do, right? And so for us, I think that when I tell you to just go, I also say be thoughtful, but filtering because sometimes those people around you are sharing something with you that's important. But for me, and the amount of brands I've created and have partnered with, sold, managed, or led over time, I think now I've just developed a muscle where I feel like I can see it, taste it, and feel it before we're in market. So now for me, it's like, well, now we're like over 10 successful brands. So I can, it's just a different muscle. But those that are early in it, just remember, like, it's good to take on some outside perspective so long as they're a qualified voice to contribute, but still be you. And if you feel it that deep within your bones and your heart and your mind, then just like fucking go, like, just go. Because you're going to learn way more by going than sitting back and hanging on to this vision that's feeding you every single day. And then you just talk yourself out of it because that's going to be detrimental to the other five, uh, you know, intuitions and feelings and visions that are going to follow. And the more you do, it's just like practice anything else. Like the, the more you do yoga, right? The more that you meditate, the more that you are playing golf or whatever your sport might be, the more you practice the right kind of practice, the better you become. Business is the exact same way. Intuition is the exact yeah. same way. Yes. When you turn it on and respect it, the more you use it, the better you become at it. Yes. That's just a reality. That's, yeah. that's, that's real truth right there. <laughs> no, I love it. And, and I really appreciate your time and sharing a piece of your story. I know there's probably so yeah, much more to you yeah. <laughs> and so many others. That was stories. kind of all of it. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I congratulate you on everything. It's really Likewise. wonderful to watch. Yeah. And what's impressive. Like I know when I met you originally and then seeing your business and building it now, like I knew you were a powerhouse. Like Thank I could just you. feel your, your energy and, and I could tell that you really brought it. And then to see you in your element, like you're a true pro. Thank yeah, you. You're a true pro. Oh, so likewise, I appreciate that. Yeah. We're, we're the world changers, right? Yeah. We're going to help. We have to we're be. We're going to help. Yeah, we people. have to be. And like you said, leadership is our responsibility and it's not easy, Yeah. but it's so worth it. Yeah, no and um, I do want to all of, for all of our yeah. listeners to have sure. the same experience that I was able sure. to have in your yeah. restaurant. So is there a website or how can yeah. people find your restaurants? I know you have quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, and yeah. So what's the best So one? there's kind of two of the best ways, right? Um, follow me on Instagram. It's just Michael McHenry. So it's my name. Um, it's the verified one, <laughs> which is cool. So that you don't have to get confused. Am I following the right one, the fake account or not? Just there's just one of me. Nice. So just follow that. And that's me. I'm posting it. I'm engaging. I can't guarantee I'll get back to every one of your DMs, but if you took, if you took something positive from this, you feel like you can continue to grow, follow me for this type of content, right? Because I'm always sharing uh, my business and then uh, click on to at the McHenry group, uh, com or at the McHenry group uh, on Instagram. You can see all of our brands. Um, our newest brand is coming to market. Pica Rica Americana barbecue is coming to market soon. Uh, Super excited about that and what we're doing. Like we're really going to take like what's timeless and beautiful and amazing about barbecue and bring our environment and really I think make it sexy which is going to be awesome and where is that going to be it's going to be in St. George okay yeah and then we currently have a Sunday's best uh in St. George under construction as well so follow me for all the uh for all the restaurant updates and uh and you can catch me there and uh if I don't catch you there I'll catch you in my dining rooms because I'm always out there you are. Yeah. You're a hard worker for sure. <laughs> well, thanks so much yeah. for your time, Likewise, Michael. Much love. I really appreciate it. 
for all of our listeners, just jump off the cliff. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nudia's Mastermind. It's an absolute pleasure of mine to be able to share the space with you. There is something so powerful about brilliant minds coming together to help other people grow and to inspire them to enjoy the zest for life. Please subscribe and also follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. My handle is nudia.p.rivera. Now go and create an amazing life.